global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are higher. We have got 43 minutes to go ahead of the closing bell. Let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. And here's Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. A bit of a quiet day for the main U.S. averages with the Dow currently higher by 22 points. S&P's gained six and Nasdaq outperforms, gaining 31. The small cap 600 is up a point and the U.S. 10 yield at 1.58 percent. Half of the S&P sectors are trading higher, led by gains in technology, materials and the financials. Energy and consumer staples led to the downside. Dow transports fall seven, Nasdaq Biotechs rise 10, and the VIX is down by 2%. Dow leaders included DuPont, Apple, and Home Depot, while Merck and Chevron led to the downside. Hasbro fell 8% after earnings, while Bank of America rose as much as 4.2% after its results. Some of the names reporting after the bell tonight include IBM, Netflix, Yahoo, and VMware. Live from the First of Breaking News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie? And we thank you very much, Bill Maloney. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that is a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now on Bloomberg Radio, we take stock of health care. Chronic kidney disease, we call it TKD for short. It's a major source of health care expenditures. The issue of drug pricing has been at the forefront, certainly in the political realm for the last few months. I think we're living in a very special time in the history of the pharmaceutical industry. Before we start any pharmaceutical discovery, we want to understand the patient biology first. Only 3% of all biotechs that start actually get a drug approved. It's a very hard thing to do. Bloomberg Taking Stock. Healthcare in Focus on Bloomberg Radio. Orphan drugs in focus. What is an orphan drug? Well, according to the Orphan Drug Act, going back to 1983, an orphan drug qualifies if they are intended to treat a disease affecting less than 200,000 Americans. And under the act, sponsors would qualify for a seven-year FDA-administered orphan drug exclusivity, as well as tax credits for R&D costs, as well as grants and protocol assistance. Here to tell us more is John Crowley. He is the chairman and the chief executive of Amicus Therapeutics. John, thanks very much for being with us. Great. Thanks, Tim. Great to be here. Tell us about Amicus Therapeutics and how this fits into the rare drug orphan drug marketplace. Sure, of course. So Amicus Therapeutics is a biotechnology company where we focus on making medicines for rare human genetic diseases. In fact, you mentioned orphan disorders. Many of the diseases we work in would really be characterized as ultra-orphan diseases, diseases that might only affect several thousand people living with rare diseases. Tell us the personal history of Amicus Therapeutics and what you're trying to do. Sure. So our company's history is a little bit different than others. I got into the field of biotechnology late in the 1990s after our two youngest children, Megan and Patrick, were diagnosed with one of these orphan disorders, a neuromuscular disease called Pompeii disease. And back in the time when Megan was 15 months old and Patrick was seven days old, we were told that there was no research, there was nothing that could be done. And we went from, you know, I was only a couple of years at a a business school and started a small little biotech at the time, that's now grown to become Amicus Therapeutics, where we're focused on making medicines for a range of these rare orphan diseases, including Pompeii disease. 
Now, Pompeii disease, you say the treatment is in early trials. Give us an update. Sure. So there is an approved drug, one of the first drugs we worked on years ago that was brought to market by Genzyme that was approved in 2006, and our kids have been on that drug as a first-generation therapy for a number of years now. But what we're focused on at Amicus is making um, novel biologics where they're differentiated ways in making these medicines where they have the potential to offer other benefits for people living with diseases like Pompeii. So for our Pompeii drug, it's at a very exciting stage. After a decade of research and development, it's now just beginning its trials in patients. And by the end of this year, we'll get the first look at that data, and it's something we're very excited about. And it follows on the heels of research we've done in another rare orphan disease called Fabry disease, uh, where we actually were successful now in Europe and had that drug approved and are now just commercializing it in Europe. So it fits in with our bigger vision of we want to build one of the world's largest biotechnology companies focused on the rare and orphan diseases. And although anchored in our family's journey, that's only one important part of the overall picture of what's now becoming Amicus. Tell us about a piece that you've added to the picture in terms of an acquisition and how that fills out your strategy. Yeah, we've done several acquisitions. You know, we've got great research and development, very steeped in excellent science at Amicus, but where something fits in with our mission of addressing the devastating diseases where technologies can make a meaningful difference, we will acquire companies. We just recently acquired a small company called Miamed working in one of these devastating rare diseases, a disease so new it doesn't even have a name. It's only known by its genetic mutation, CDKL5 started by a family uh, here in New York who had a daughter, Mia, with the disease. And Mia is now six years old and a dad who went out, found scientists, raised money, started a small company, uh, very familiar for me. And we met each other and started to talk about how, what we at Amicus could do to advance the science. So first and foremost, it has to be excellent science. And we think that's what we have here. It's an early program, but one we're excited about that we think we can also make a difference for people living with that, that devastating disorder as well. Can you comment at all about the stock of Amicus Therapeutics? It's got to be a little bit painful because the stock is down about 37% so far this year. Uh, is that something that concerns you? Well, you know, we're, we're in line with our peers in biotechnology. That's still not good enough. I think that we should separate from our peers. I think we have a tremendous pipeline and portfolio over the last two years. We've significantly increased the value of Amicus. 2016 has been a tough year in biotech. But I think with the programs that we have, now having just a month ago an approved drug for a rare disease puts us in a very special place within biotechnology, being one of those unique companies that has a now marketed product that it took through its own pipeline. So the goal would be to take our science, our technology, our drugs, and our really, really intense patient focus and and continue to increase the stock price and the value of the company. And I really believe if we make great medicines, that will translate into tremendous shareholder value. John Crowley is the chairman and the chief executive of Amicus Therapeutics. This is Bloomberg. 
Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by New York Community Bank. Ask about their My Community Interest checking with free New York Community Bank online and mobile banking. Earn more, get more. Visit MyNYCB.com for details. 